had he hid me and made me a polished shaft. In his quiver had he hid me and said unto me, Thou art my servant, O Israel, in whom I will be glorified. Praise the Lord. Bible scripture has it that when God created, when God began creation, in the darkness, God sent the light. The light we are looking at this evening is not the light as the light that brightens. You are looking at the light as understanding. Scripture says that my people perish because of what? Ignorance. If you don't know, you don't know. So this evening, God is going to be making us understand something and not just anything. He is going to be making us understand ourselves. Who defines you? Growing up as youth, we are faced with the challenge of our identity. Yes, we often ask the question, who are we? Who am I? And probably the next question that, that follows is, why am I here? And then the next question we would actually ask is, where will I go? And with so many questions as this in our heart, we often miss life as a whole. But this evening, the Lord will be granting us understanding and granting us direction in the name of Jesus. He said, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. More than just being here on earth, because no human came to earth by mistake. We didn't just drop from God like bombshell. We are here for a purpose, and we are here for a reason. I am the way. He has dropped you on earth. And he said what? I am the truth. The truth is that which you have to know and that which you have to understand about yourself, about your being here. I know even till now, most of us, we would struggle as to the reason why we are here in action. Why we are here, even most especially in the church, most especially in Chapel of Praise. Why am I here? Who am I? There is no tool that anyone has in their house without the reason. Why do you have that broom in your house? Why is a chair meant to be called a chair and why is it there in your house? In the house of Potter, everything he makes, everything he creates has an identity. And besides the identity, what makes you to be identified? The identity would comprise of the physical looks, the shape of it all, its function, the various parts he has, or the tool has, or the object has, everything about it comprises of its identity. And then the reason why it is there. Most of us, we have missed out in life because of this particular question, why am I here? God is a God of identity. When he revealed himself to men of old and even till now, he used an identity. He defined himself. To Moses, he told Moses, I am that I am. That is, that is his identity for Moses. And why did he have to do that? Why did he have to take time to explain that to Moses? I am. That is who he is. That I am. The present. The reason. That's the time. The place. I am that I am. 
Lord, why am I revealing this to you? Because now I want you to deliver my people. Are we understanding that? I am that I am. God is a God of identity. And then to Abraham, he told Abraham, I am El Shaddai. He revealed himself to Abraham as El Shaddai, the Almighty God. Why? Because in his identification, he also gives an intention, the purpose. El Shaddai, why, was, why did he reveal himself as El Shaddai to Abraham? Because he wanted to do that which is the Almighty in the life of Abraham. El Shaddai, the Almighty God. That is identity for Abraham because that is the intention he has towards Abraham. So to us seated over there, who defines you? Who defines you? Now we have so many people who want to be like others. We call them mentors. We call them our idols. We want to be like them. But do they actually define who you are? I want to be like this. Does that give you a comprehensive understanding about yourself? Is that what you are all about? Just to be like that person. We look up to them, it's not bad. God gives us people to lead us along the way. But those people never gives us identity or the complete identification of ourselves. They never do. When it comes to the kingdom of God, identity matters. Who you are in the spirit, it matters. Because to God, identity means I am specific. And I am intentional. A president cannot be found anywhere because he's identified as president. A cleaner can't be found on the governor's seat because that person obviously is a cleaner. That is he or her, or that's he or her identity. That is just what that person bears. Identity carries intention. It carries the purpose, the reason why you are actually here. Praise the Lord. Let's open to Psalms 139 verse 16. Psalm 139 verse 16. Thine eyes did see my substance. Yet, being unperfect, and in thy book, all my members were written, which in countenance were fashioned, when as yet there was none of them. Praise the Lord. That is the psalmist telling us of our origin. He that, I, he that defines us. When it comes to the kingdom, as I said earlier, identity matters. Why? Because identity is a form of power. Who are you? President can walk in here and then probably he is stopped by protocols and then he is asked who are you and then quickly he mentions I am the president what do you think will happen in such a case he is granted access identity is a form of power so if you're seated over there and then you do not have an identity towards Christ that you are not even to be weighed at all the seven sons of Sceva 
according to the scriptures, thought that they could pull the same power or they could acquire the same power as Paul did. But scriptures recorded that when they faced the demon-possessed man, what did the demon ask? Who are you? Paul, I know. Jesus, I know. I know them. They are identified. They are defined. But who are you? And scripture recorded that it never went well with them because they never had any identity. They never had any form of power. They went on their own. So identity is a form of power. And also the nature of a thing reveals purpose. God created man. That is the identity. You are a man. And then you will have the spirit of God in you. The nature, how you were created or how you were created defines your purpose. So you can ask yourself again, why was I created? Why was I granted admission into Aksu? Why was I granted admission into Aksu? Why am I even here in Chapel of Praise? I can remember when I came in my 100 level, I never got a tract from Chapel of Praise. Probably it was later. I had so many, so many fellowships actually came around. But I knew because my being here in Aksu, in, in Aksu wasn't just by chance. It wasn't by mistake, as I said it. I had an intention. I had an identity and then I had a purpose. So why are you here? It may be because maybe someone invited you quite all right. But even after the invitation, you have to know why am I here? Why did I come here? Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Far from being just present. What is the truth? What is that thing you've understood? What is that thing that you, that you know about? Praise the Lord. Let's read Exodus chapter 4, verse 10 and 11. Exodus 4, verse 10 and 11. And Moses said unto the Lord, O oh my Lord, I am not eloquent, neither heard before, nor since thou hast spoken unto thy servant, but I am slow of speech and of a slow tongue. Verse 11. And the Lord said unto him, Who had made man's mouth, or who maketh the dumb, or deaf, or the seeing, or the blind? Have not I the Lord? Praise the Lord. That is God defining Moses. Eyes had seen Moses. Even Moses had seen himself. He said, I am not what? Eloquent. Moses, who told you that that is who you are? Who defined you? So many of us, we have lived by the, we are living by the compliment of man. What man says to us, that is our life. You are this, you are that. You carry it on your head and then that ends it. Most of us, we even, we even take it as a tag. Such that we can't even sit to listen from he that made us. 
am I not he that makes man? Is not your creator the one that created you? Why do you live by human definition about yourself? And then the worst of it all, we carry it on our head and then we die with it. It's not a lie. Most of us, we've been abused physically. And we've been abused verbally by words. Those are human definitions about you. You are stupid. You are foolish. You are this and you are that. That is it for them. But do they matter? It's not bad in receiving a compliment from someone. It's not bad. Yes, you are good at this. Yes, you are good at that. But that should not just be the end. should not just be the end about us. We should seek for he that created us and find our true self. We are just on the surface. Scripture says that eyes have not seen, neither have ears heard what God has. That means what we receive from human is on the surface. There is a depth of us that is yet to be at to be, then, uh, to be defined there is a depth of us that is yet to be identified and how can we get that definition is only by the spirit of the Lord it's not human compliment it's not what human being defined you it's not what they say you are but it's about what God says you are Moses was a stammerer he wasn't eloquent. That was what he saw about himself. Maybe what, that was what his mother and the people about him identified him as. But when God looked at him or looked through him, God saw someone who could speak and deliver the people. Moses may have been standing before God as a murderer because he killed the Egyptians. I think that was the reason why he fled from the land of Egypt. He stood before God as a murderer. The people knew him as a murderer. In fact, he was even sought after. But when God looked through Moses, when he wanted to define Moses, God defined Moses as a deliverer. A murderer turning to be a deliverer. We may look like a piece of junk in the eyes of people to tell you the truth. It's only an artist one who carves that sees everything good in a wood you may see it as a wood and then you just bypass it but an artist will see a true definition of that wood yes an artist may see a bed in a tree but you're just seeing what a piece of wood or a junk of wood so many a times we've been ridiculed by the world. So many a times we've been ridiculed by human beings. Nothing good has been said about us. Should that be what we carry about ourselves? You are not good. You are not perfect. Besides, I think that should be normal. Because the Bible said that in, his, in, in my weakness is he made perfect. If I am perfect, then that means God didn't create me. Because he always wants to get gold out of the clay. That's what God wants. His definition is what matters. Praise the Lord. Quickly, let's open to the book of 
Acts chapter 9, verse 13 to 15. Acts 9, verse 13 to 15. Then Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard by many of this man how much evil he had done to thy saints at Jerusalem. And here he had authority from the chief priest to bind all that call on thy name. But the Lord said unto him, Go thy way, for he is a chosen vessel unto me, to bear my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel. Praise the Lord. That is a story of the famous apostle we have in the scripture, Paul, or formerly known as Saul. Ananias, the prophet, saw him as a murderer, a persecutor. Of course, that was what he was doing. But when he laid, he tabled that before God. God, this is what I see about this person. God told him, shut up. That man you think that is a persecutor, he is the one sent to deliver the people. That man that you can't see anything good about him, he is the one I have chosen. What men count as nothing, that's what matters to God. Because for him, nothing goes to waste. He must always make use of everything. Praise the Lord. There are benefits when we live our life to God for definition. When we allow him to take over and give us our true self, there are benefits. One, when God defines you, he settles your past. When he decides to look through you, your past doesn't count to him anymore. Because what he is seeing is the creature he created. Not the creature that the world has spoiled and turned upside down. So when God decides to define us, or when we decide to allow God to define us, he settles our past. What have people not said about you that you have done and that you have not done? What are the accusations that you have received in the past? They, they are true or they may be true, but that is not all about you. That is not what God sees in you. And besides, man's eyes cannot see only in the, apart from just the physical. The eyes of God are deeper than the eyes of men. What man sees in the surface, God has seen even to the very last depth of it. When he sees you, what covers you as a veil is no longer there. What sins, stains, or pains on you is no longer there. Saul was a sinner. In fact, he termed himself as what? The chief sinner. What other crime would somebody not do other than killing people? You've carried blood in your hands. So much of them. But yet still, God still says that he is the chosen vessel. He defined Paul, and then his past never counts anymore. In fact, if you want to talk about the martyrs of the gospel, I think Apostle Paul will be the very first person. 
God may have used the other disciples and the apostles, but never had he, had he used Paul than the way he used every other disciple and apostle. Others were apostles and disciples of the Jews. Theirs was just in a circle. But Paul had to be the one to break the gospel to the Gentile. So while the other apostles, who in the eyes of men, they were perfect because they were, both, they were all born Jews, the disciples, because God picked them from that circle. Paul was from both, both Roman and a Jew. But despite what he did, I know for us, we would always term ourselves perfect. Father, I have done this. I am, I am without sin. I am the one that can do it better. Or maybe we would turn out to be like the prodigal son, the elder brother of the prodigal son, who told the father, Father, I have been with you all this while. While choose yet to glorify this sinner who ran away with your, with your wealth and squandered it. But the father of the prodigal son wasn't after what the son did to him. What he was after was what he owned, the soul he owned. And that is it with us or for us with our heavenly father, with our creator. It's not how much we've run away from him. It's not how much we've disappointed him. Because on our own, we can't serve God. On our own, we can't please God. So when we allow ourselves to be defined by God, He clears our past and makes it forgettable. People will look at you and not be able to remember what you have done. Yes, that is it. Because all what they will see about you is the glory of the Lord. All what they will see about you is the man that God has picked up and he has cleansed. Praise the Lord. The second benefit we get when we allow God to define us is that he refines us. Praise the Lord. When God defines us, he refines us. Let's read same Acts chapter 9 verse 22. Acts 9 verse 22. But Saul increased the more in strength and confounded the Jews which dwelt at Damascus, proving that this is the very Christ. Praise the Lord. And Paul grew more in strength. can put yourself in, in, in Paul's shoes, you will know that shame is not something that is easy to go about with. This is someone who out of zealousness, ignorance, this is it, out of ignorance, he left the, he left the track. Out of ignorance, he did what he did. But even with what, with, even with what he did, God still saw a chosen vessel in him. And then what happened? He grew more in strength. Even when the disciples that were with Jesus doubted about Paul's identity, Jesus made it picture clear to them, this is he I have chosen. In fact, the work that Paul did, he even did more than Peter. Yes. If you should check the whole New Testament, Paul did more. Because why? The Lord defined him and refined him. 
There was no trash anymore found about Paul. Nothing. Not even a trace. Because when he's spoken of, he's an apostle of the Gentile. He's an apostle of the people that are unclean. He's a teacher. There was no trace of a prosecutor anymore found in him. When he was defined, he was refined. Praise the Lord. We can see that in the life of David, the king and the psalmist. Who was David? Mocked by Saul. Mocked by his elder brother. They counted him as nothing. An ordinary shepherd boy. From where? From the bush. But the day God decided to look upon David, he didn't see a shepherd. He saw a king. One that would rule his people. One that would establish his statues. An ordinary shepherd boy. Saul mocked him. How can you, with, without your armor, go to go and kill Goliath? Who has ever done that? This is the battle we are fighting. It's not snakes or animals that you kill in the bush. This one is, if you don't win it today, you're a loser forever. But God saw a king and likewise a deliverer in him and brought him forth to the battlefield. The elder brother didn't even make it easy for him. He told him, I know the fully of your heart. What are you doing here? You should be in the field. You should be in the bush taking care of the father's sheep. But as humble as David was, he didn't even argue. He didn't even need to prove himself. God proved him even before the people. So when God defines us, when we allow God to define us, he refines us as well. Praise the Lord. We can see that likewise in the life of Peter, the apostle Peter, one we talk as the meekest apostle in the scriptures, one who was so meek and quiet, we could say that he was a shy person. He never had a voice of his own. But the day Jesus looked at him and decided to define him, Jesus identified him as Peter, Cephas, meaning what? The rock. His name was not even Peter initially. He was named Simon. That was his name. But the day Jesus decided to look at him and define him, he named him a rock. This is someone who was feeble. I don't know of his physical appearance, but in heart, he was a weak person. In character, he was a weak person. You, would, you could see him as a sheep leading lions, or maybe a sheep going after lions. But the day Jesus looked at Peter and decided to define him, he told him, you are a rock. Please, let's take this to consideration. These things may not come immediately. Yes, they may not come instantly. But I tell you, with time, as we are beholding the mirror, they would come. Don't think the day today Jesus decides to define you, you are just that person instantly. They take time, they would come. 
If only if you yourself, you are consistent. That's what I tell myself. Lord, I know I may not look like it now. I may not look like the person you think you have defined already. But I know that with time, it will come. I am still beholding. We are still beholding. The process is needed. It is definitely needed. So don't think today God defines you. Or think today you get born again. Today you give your life to Christ. Everything don't just happen instantly. You have to place your own coin and take the other side from God. He has to see your consistency towards it. If you mean it, he means it. In fact, he is even there beckoning on you just to give in. If you place your coin on the table, he will give you everything. He will give you all of it. Let's read from Acts chapter... Oh, sorry. Genesis 17 verse 5. Genesis 17 verse 5 Neither shall thy name any more be called Abram, but thy name shall be Abraham. For a father of many nations have I made thee. Praise the Lord. That is the, our father of faith, the founding father of faith. Abraham in his little country home. I'm not sure that his town was identified. But God, who is a God of intention? Because he decided to identify or to define Abraham. He gave him a new name. No longer shall you be called Abraham. For your name shall be called Abraham. And then he stated his purpose there. Because I want to make you a father of many nations. Friends, you can never have life outside God. You can never have life, even to its fullest, outside God. Abraham was unknown. But because God wanted to define him, and then he gave him a purpose as well. Because I want to make you. And if you notice this in the scripture, whoever God calls, that person no longer lives, no longer lives life for himself. When God calls you by your name, Hopefully there is, not hopefully, instantly there is a change about you. When he calls you by your name, he calls Peter. He calls so many of them, so many of the disciples. Drop your fishing net and follow me. He called even the prophets. When he calls you, he changes you. That is the identity he now gives you. So now ask ourselves, when was the very last time we heard God called us? When was the very last time you heard your name from his mouth? Nothing is far more important than when a father calls a child. When I was a child, I would always long to hear the voice of my parents. They should just call me. I know that everything is okay. So when was the last time we heard God call us? Because that is where he starts defining us. I cannot come and meet you and try to explain you without first knowing your name. 
it's not possible. I have to know your name. I have to know you before saying anything about you. That is how it is done. Speaking of the prophets, that is how they operate. Praise the Lord. The third reason we should allow God to define us is that when God defines us, He declares your purpose. When He calls you, He defines your purpose. Let's open to the book of 1 Peter 2 verse 9. It's a very known verse. I think we can recite it offhand. But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and holy nation, a peculiar people, that ye should show for the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous sight. Praise the Lord. This is a general definition of ourselves towards God. For he has called us a royal word priesthood, a holy nation. Most of us, we've wasted life away. We've wasted our life away. Let's read them from Isaiah 49, verse 4 and 6. Isaiah 49, verse 4 and 6. Then said I, I have labored in vain. I have spent my strength for naught and in vain. Yet surely my judgment is with the Lord and my walk with God. Verse 6. said it is a light thing that thou should be my servant to raise up the tribes of Jacob and to restore the preserved of Israel I will also give thee for a light to the Gentiles that thou mayest be my salvation unto the end of the earth praise the Lord this is Isaiah verse 4 is his, lament his, is his lamentations after God spoke to him and told him things about him he realized that he had wasted his strength in vain. He has wasted his life without definition. But God comforted him and told him that he will be the light to the Gentiles. And he will be his salvation. So friends, this evening, God is ready to give us a complete definition of ourselves. We are more than what we think we are. And there is a depth of us yet to be discovered. If only we could, or if only we will allow God to find us. He is speaking all the time. But the only thing is that do we or are we ready to sit and listen to all what he has to say about us? We can't run our life without an agenda. That's certain. Except you are just here to waste away. And God, the God I know is not a God who is into waste. He makes use of everything. So while seated over there, are you willing to let him define you? Are you willing to give him the agenda, the guidelines for your life? It's not just I wake up today, I do whatever I like, I go back to sleep, and then tomorrow comes, I continue. Will I allow him program every day, every second, every minute of my life? Will I allow him program every passing month, every passing years of my life? Am I ready to allow him to do that? 
They say a life without Christ is a life full of crisis. Our definition is only in God, it's not in man. No human being can tell me what I am. That's what I say to myself. No human being. You see me only in the surface, but I know that there is one who sees me beyond. So in all what you have heard, it's not by your own self. These things happen only in God. If Satan tries to define you, he's only giving you the opposite of what you would expect. Social media can never define us. Our friends, peers can never define us. If they do, they tell you a lie. God is the only mirror with which you can see yourself. And the Holy Spirit, only voice that you can listen to for direction. So this evening, as we will be returning back to our house, this is what we should ponder upon. Who defines us? And what are we hearing about ourselves? Let's rise to our while we conclude.